Alright folks, today I'm going to read something interesting. <laughs> it's called uh, Demonology and Eroticism. Demonology and Eroticism. Islands of Women in the Japanese Buddhist Imagination. Um, yeah, so... <coughs> so with... So with uh, looking into Tibetan Buddhism, basically Buddhism in general, there's this whole, um, well, it, I guess it comes from shamanism, basically, but there's this whole thing of demons, which are basically kind of, you could look at them as your baser animal instinct, instincts, basically, that have become, you know, just anthropomorphized it's like the animated movie inside out your different emotions just you know basically are portrayed as different characters and there's in 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 um in shamanism and also pro i think in buddhism there's a lower world and then there's this middle world us and then there's a higher uh world Alright, so this by. Let me just read. It's uh, so this whole thing is very interesting. Um, the demonic female, an object of male anxiety and desire, has long been a stock character in Japanese Buddhist literature. So this is like the even in Jungian psychology. You know, another thing about Jung, which is interesting, is that name. J-U-N-G is also a Korean name. <laughs> Just say it. It's, it's interesting. Alright. <clears throat> yeah, in, in, Jungian, uh, in Jungian terms, this would be the negative anima, basically. Alright, this article examines two female realms in the Japanese literary and visual imagination. Raset Sukoku. A dreaded island of female cannibals. And... Nyogo Gashima, a fabled isle of erotic fantasy. <clears throat> I trace the persistence and transformation of these sites in tale literature, sutra illustration, popular fiction, and Japanese cartography from the 12th through the 19th century to show how the construction of Japanese identity relies on the mapping of the marginal. In doing so, I argue for the centrality of Buddhism to Japan's carto cart cartographic tradition and the importance of cartography in Japanese Buddhist literary and visual culture. Alright. For the male authors of medieval Japanese Buddhist literature, the female body was an endless source of fear and fascination. Women, according to the often quoted sutra passage, are the emissaries of hell. They cut off forever the seed of Buddhahood. <laughs> Blame it on the women. On the outside, they have the faces of bodhi bodhisattvas, but on the inside, they have the hearts of demons. <laughs> the popular genres of medieval literature, such as Setsuwa, Kanahogo, Honjimono, and Otogizoshi are full of deceptive 
duplicitous and dangerous women. Attractive and alluring in appearance, they are invariably devils in disguise, ferocious figures of insatiable passion. You know, while while kind of looking up on this topic, all this um, imagery made me think of the book of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs, it talks about stay away from the seductress woman, the this the same this 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 imagery is in the same th in in book of proverbs which i found interesting and this is from japan this is buddhism from japan all right um where was that mm. conjured by the fantasies and frustrations of celibate ideals <laughs> the demonic female an object of displaced desire and one of the oldest figments of the Buddhist imagination remained an obsessive presence in the visual and literary culture of the age. Hmm, interesting. So it's like, it's like modern day translation for this is like the, it's like, it's basically like TikTok. <laughs> the, the girls who make the videos saying, no nut november failed because of this video this is the same thing manifesting in modern day life <laughs> i'm just it's just i'm joking obviously but i'm just saying it's it's interesting the correlations okay hmm uh let's see where was i Buddhist demonology includes many ferocious females, but perhaps few more terrifying than the Rasetsu, erectic shape-shifting cannibals who seduce men and then literally eat them alive. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Rasetsukoku, the land of these horrific man-eaters, <laughs> is an isolated realm and island to the south of the world continent in which we dwell known in sanskrit as jambud vipa and in japanese as nansen bushu or enbudaishu in japan this isle of demonic women appeared first in the literary literary and visual culture of the late heian period and for centuries Thereafter occupied an enduring and evolving place in the Buddhist imagination. <clears throat> Ratsetsukoku represented a conflicted site of desire and denial, of anxiety and alterity, a realm where the boundaries of religion and sexuality were encountered and explored. It lay forever at the margins of the known world, marking the furthest edge of cultural identity. Yet, like a flo floating island, it remained unfixed. It drifted, both geographically and semantically, until what was once a land of demons south of India was rediscovered as an erotic paradise south of Japan. In this article, I examine the inscription and transition of the Ratat Rasetsukoku in text, images, and maps in order to locate the demonic feminine in one region of Japanese Buddhist culture. 
In doing so, I hope to suggest not only how Buddhist views of the world provided maps of meaning for literature and art in medieval Japan, but also how cartography might be understood as a form of fiction. Huh, that's interesting. He says carto cartography might be understood as a form of fiction. That's basically map making as a form of fiction, storytelling. Hmm, Google Earth. <laughs> Alright, textual Google Earth blocks out a lot of places with their uh, cubes, <laughs> with their squares. Square, uh, freaking was pixels. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, textural grounds and visual fields. Rasetsukoku is first found in Japanese literature among the stories of India, collected in the Tenjiku section of the 12th century Konjaku Monogatari. Monogatari Shu. Let me read that again. What the fuck? I never heard of this before. Rasetsukoku is first found in Japanese literature among the stories of India. Alright, so this theme is found in Japanese literature from what? Okay, how Sokara and 500 merchants went to the land of the Ratsetsu tells of a group of merchants who set sail from Jambudvipa to the southern seas in search of treasure. Okay, next thing I'm going to look up is merchants because merchants are the fucktards who set up the modern world from just milking the Silk Road is what I have or at least that's what it points to is like everybody who benefited from the Silk Roads not just the land routes but also the sea routes these are the f people who set up the modern world and most of the evidence points to guess where Venice Italy and the Vatican mother load beneficiaries of the Silk Road on this side of the West yeah I think well that's a whole nother can of worms to open but alright um, they are shipwrecked on an island of beautiful women sounds like Odysseus and lust and passion immediately arise in their hearts. They ask the woman to take them in and more than willingly follow them back to their compound, an expansive and exclusively female gated community where each man takes a wife and enjoys a life of bliss. Yeah, this sounds also like the paradise for a certain religion that promises 72 virgins. What are you going to do with virgins? when you're a spirit and you don't have a body a physical body this 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 is all this this spirit realm talk man this this is all shamanism man 
Alright, but their leader, Sokara, senses something strange about these women and decides one day to take a look around. He discovers, to his horror, a prison of men, some reduced to corpses, scattered bones and bits of flesh. This this is like uh, Little Mermaid Ursula, the little fucking uh, worms <laughs> were the souls of humans, of men. Yeah, this is all this imagery. One of the prisoners tells Sokara that he too was once a merchant, similarly shipwrecked, who had enjoyed his time in this realm of the senses until the next ship was washed, washed ashore and he and his mates were consigned to this prison to be slowly consumed. So, I think this is basically what's going on psychologically. In, inside us, our soul goes through these journeys, which I think basically <clears throat> take place inside us. And when we, you know, dream or take psychedelics and go on, on these journeys of the mind, of the soul, the inner journeys, Alice in Wonderland, um, Basically, all the inner journeys, the psychedelic journeys, the hero's inner journey is is basically the shaman going into the spirit world. Constantine, you know, this is I'm just throwing out imagery. Using the drum, using sound to alter the state of consciousness, and basically go into I think this world of just energy the matrix realm or whatever you want to call it where you see the the spirit stuff that's behind the physical matter on this side and you know we all went for a ride on Pleasure Island and we forgot how to go back home and now they're using us as child labor basically <laughs> alright I'm talking about our souls our souls are trapped that's where they want to keep us just trapped in, in that state of consciousness where you're just you're it's the state right before you have to cocoon, where you, where the, where your old self has to die, meaning your mind has to die. This this identity that they have built up around your head, your mind, your identity. This is who I am. This is my mask. That identity has to go. In the cocoon, inside the cocoon, you have to go. You have to die. That idea of yourself, that image of yourself, has to die. And then what happens? You grow wings. With all that bullshit of yours, you have to own it all. All of it. Take it all. All the bullshit, all the garbage, all the piss, shit, and everything. All the good, bad, ugly. That's what you all take. And you take the shit and you alchemize it into gold. Golden fucking wings. And then you fly, bitch. Then you fly. That is the psychological, spiritual journey, imagery, 
symbology that's all around us even nature nature screaming it, it at us but you know they've taken us out of nature and put us in a fucking little cage and a hamster on a hamster wheel and then you know they say you have this problem that problem this problem but we have the solution and then if you don't have any problems we can definitely give you problems <laughs> like <laughs> all right I completely went off on a okay, but let's see here. Merchants, Bone Flesh. One of the prisoners tells Sokara that he too was once a merchant, similarly shipwrecked. Okay, this makes me kind of think of Pirates of the Caribbeans. He wants Sokara not to be fooled by false beauty, for the women are in fact Rasetsu demons. The merchants then pray to the Bodhisattva Canon. K A N N O N. Who appears as a great white horse. Do you guys hear this shit? A great white horse. The merchants then pray to the Bodhisattva Canon. Who appears as a great white horse. To carry them back to Jambudvipa. <laughs> this is a Japanese story that's talking about stories that that took place in India. <laughs> what a world we live in, people. Okay. Magical great white horse. This also have the sounds of Noah, doesn't it? They're on a boat, they're on a ship, all the shit's happening. It's like they pray to a bodhisattva cannon who who appears as a great white horse. Perseus, Pegasus, the Greek the flying horses, the magic horses. What if the Greeks descended from the Chinese? <laughs> what if... God damn, I mean, what if the Greeks were just distant cousins of the Ainus? I mean, Jesus Christ, man. All the... It's... Everything is image... Copies of images. Everything is a copy of an image, not word image where a word a written word is a fucking image a versus spoken oral tradition oral word versus, versus sounds is is it's a sound what are you gonna label a sound this is well i guess you can say this is the english language and then you speak a different language you're completely you have no idea what's going on we use sounds and images to as 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 uh, metaphors literally we are constantly playing a game of charades because we have labeled certain things for the mind to understand this world a certain way that's all it is the mind is a lens if you set it up a certain way it'll it'll translate reality in a certain way you set it up as seeing reality as the terminator <laughs> guess what <laughs> that's basically the way we're headed the direction we're headed alright mm. the okay, Karen, the Rasetsu women resume their demonic form to pursue their prey most of the merchants are able to escape but one thinking of his wife's wife's beautiful face loses his grip on the horse falls into the sea and is immediately devoured by the demons 
The story, however, does not end here. Two years later, the Rasetsu woman who Sokara had taken for his wife appears before him when he is sleeping alone. Looking even more beautiful, she begs him to return. And if one didn't know her true nature, no, okay, one would surely have trusted her. Sokara, however, is under no illusions, and he threatens to cut her down with his sword. Full of resentment, she appeals to the palace where the king lusts after her. This kind of uh, makes me think of King David, doesn't it? Sakara announces that she is a man-eating demon, but the king, deeply affected by desire, ignores the warning and stays in bed with her for three days. See what I'm saying? The symbology is all over, man. Three days. This could be talking about the moon. Who knows? This could be talking about the moon. When the woman reappears with frenzied eyes and a blood-stained mouth, it is already too late. Or yeah, this could be talking about the 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 period cycle. And this is the moon, you know, counting the moon as because the moon disappears for what three days right goes dark for three days and the same thing so that's the the moon cycle and then for the sun cycle throughout the whole year actually today holy shit fucking hey today is the winter winter solstice when the sun dips under the horizon so we think the sun is dead and then three days later on the 25th well, actually, today is when it dips back up. Today is supposed to be the winter solstice. I mean, today is the winter solstice, so the sun dips back up over the horizon, so it's resurrected again. And that's what, you know, December 25th is supposed to be a symbol of, the birth of Jesus, meaning the sun rising above the horizon again, resurrected. Okay, anyways... Hmm. All that is left of the king is a pool of blood and hair. Skara gathers an army, attacks the island, and destroys the women who, no longer able to conceal their true nature, revert to their Rasetsu form. Skara is victorious. He's made king of the island, which his descendants, we are told, populate to, populate to this day. Like many of the Indian tales in the Konjaku, the story derives ultimately from the Jataka tradition, the edifying accounts of the Buddha's previous lives. Did you guys know that Buddha was born in Nepal? And then, and then also, apparently, I mean not apparently, but Buddha is a title, meaning just someone who has awakened. Okay, so so there's lots of Buddhas. Um, um, okay, it it is also an origin narrative of the country of Simhala, present-day Sri Lanka, the island kingdom south of the Indian subcontinent. This is also interesting, Simhala, because Simha in Sanskrit I think means lion, and Simba in Swah. I think Swahili means lion. Simha 
Simba. Just saying. Even even the even the sadhus have dreadlocks in India. Alright. Um Sokara who bears the Japanese name for Simhala is identified both as the founder of this kingdom and as the Buddha in one of his innumerable prior existences. The tradition of pre-conquest Lanka as an island of Raksasi is not limited to Buddhist literature and is found as well in the two great, great South Asian epics, the Ramayana and the Mahabharata. Versions of the versions of the Simhala Jataka appear throughout Buddhist Asia, in Pali, Prakrit, Sanskrit, Cotonese, Tibetan, Nawari, and Chinese collections. The Konjaku's direct source, however, is the Great Tang Record of the Western Regions. Well, I think it's, it would probably be pronounced Great Tang Record. Tang. I'm, the 7th century account of the Chinese monk Zhuangzang's pilgrimage to India, in which the tale appears as part of the history of the country of Simhala in the opening section of the 11th fascicle. Also, it's interesting because I think, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Sri Lanka's um, symbol is... Is a lion. Sri Lanka. Yeah. Flag has a lion on it. Yep. I'm just saying. It's interesting. It consists of a golden lion holding a castani sword. Yeah. Lion symbology goes hand in hand with goddess worship hmm <laughs> alright um lions tigers all the indian goddesses sitting on lions and tigers shamanesses shamanesses they probably all came from that whole symbology and, and imagery came from if you look up in on the east side Korea, if you look up Korea, um, tiger god pictures or paintings, it's the same same symbology. All these great gods apparently sitting on tigers. Well, in Korea it was just tigers. I don't think I saw lions there, but, but Korea it was tigers. Shamanesses, shamans, shamanesses. It's all shamans and shamanesses, man. Okay. The lessons of this mortality morality tale are transparent enough. The Buddha, Simhala, leads his 500 disciples, the 500 merchants, to seek the three treasures. When they are entrapped and nearly consumed by desire, the Raksasi, the Bodhisattva of compassion comes to their aid to ferry them across the sea of Samsara to the other shore of Nirvana of nirvana or the pure land simple teaching that illusion leads only to desire and suffering however is told as an elaborate adventure of sex and violence in the best tradition of indian and japanese buddhist literature
The haunting figure of the femme fatale, hovering at the boundary between attraction and horror, colors the lure of Eros with the threat of Thanatos. What does Thanatos mean? The potential for psychoanalytic readings of this. Okay. Um, yep, there's this picture of. I'm assuming these people on a white horse flying over hills. <laughs> Shamans on their magic horse, which is their drum. <laughs> Alright. Perseus on Pegasus. <laughs> uh, uh, Alexander the Great on his white horse. Uh, what was his name? God damn it. Anyways, the earliest representation of the tale in Japanese visual culture is contemporaneous with the Jataka's appearance in Setsua literature, but is situated in a different context. As Julia Meech has shown, although images of the Jataka are to be found in South, Central, and Southeast Asia, the tale was first depicted in Japan among illustrations of the Lotus Sutra. <coughs> The 25th chapter of the Lotus, known as the Kanzian Fumonbon, enumerates ten perils from which the Bodhisattva canon assures protection. Among them is the danger of being shipwrecked on an island of man-eating demons. It's interesting because I think, wasn't Paul also shipwrecked on some island one time and got bit by snakes and shit? Hmm. All ten of the perils were commonly depicted in Chinese Lotus Sutra paintings from the Tang and Song, but in the Japanese art of the Lotus Sutra, the danger of this demonic isle received special attention. The Haike Nokyo of 1164 and a late 12th century illuminated Lotus Sutra in the Tokugawa Remakai, for example, Single out the scene for their front piece, frontispiece paintings of the 25th chapter. Unlike the Chinese examples, in which the scene is merely one of, taint, one of ten dangers, the Japanese paintings limit the representation of canon's omnipotence to this scene alone. Moreover, although ostensibly an illustration of the Lotus Sutra, the subject of the Japanese paintings does not in fact derive from the sutra's text. The Lotus refers to the threat of male, not female demons. Raksasa, not Raksasi. It's interesting because in Bengali, the same the uh, for for a ghost or like a demon type of scary whatever thing is called rakkosh rakkosh huh interesting yet the frontispiece from the tokugawa collection shows a storm tossed ship about to make landfall on an island where two alluring women stand beckoning on the shore they are not alluring women beckoning from shore in the text of the Lotus Sutra, only in the Jataka. The Haikenokyo frontispiece shows the merchants clinging to a flying white horse pursued by demons. 
There is no flying white horse in the Lotus Sutra, only in the Jataka. Also, another thing I will say, Buddhism is basically the state religion, the official state religion. It's basically like how... It's basically how like Catholicism went around and started to take and and infuse the local legends and tales into their own uh, cosmology. It's it's basically the official state religion, whether it be Buddhism, Islam, or Catholicism, going into the natural, wild, shamanic world and just absorbing and and just taking all this information basically i mean this is all shamanic man okay this is basically all this all this or all of basically state official government like religions organized religion is basically taking basically writing down oral tradition man that's all it is that's why if you if you think about the Grimm's fairy tale that is your oral tradition of of Europe that is the mythology the rituals the culture is all of it that's the, that's Europe's Lotus Sutra that's 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 the that's you know of Europe that's because what it is, it's just stories. All of this is just stories. Everything is just a story. At the end of the day, everything is just a story. What is a story? Just a set of events. And you have characters in between. There's history, mythology, it's a story. It's, all of it is just a story. Alright. Some of those riding the horse are about to reach the other shore, but others, unable to curb their desire, have fallen into the sea. None of this is from the lotus. All of it is from the jataka. Right, this whole imagery of falling and riding a horse and other crossing the shore, is this symbology is all over. It can be a boat. It can be a horse. It's It's about... It's about the symbology, though. It's it's this is all happening in the subconscious realm, man. This is all happening in the subconscious realm. Man. This is this reminds me of the story of uh, Peter walking on water. You know, same thing. <laughs> it's just the same thing, man. This if you the more towards the east you go. It was these magical animals and 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 shamans, and the more east you are, and the more west you come, they just kind of get rid of the animals and kind of anthropomorphize all of it into just humans, into people, you know. Why? So that they can act it out. In the West, we have this sort of obsession with acting things out. We love doing that. We love... Because think about it. A movie, making a movie, especially a big-ass, big-budget production movie, 
You are literally recreating that world and reliving you like what's the difference between acting and doing man come on man that's why the whole saying exists you never go full retard that's why that whole saying exists is what's the difference <laughs> anyways with visual representations of buddhist narrative one must be careful as eugene wong warns not to presuppose the prime the primacy of the text and ascribe to the image only an auxiliary, auxiliary and subservient role. Buddhist, visual, Buddhist visuality is informed but not bound by scriptural sources. Yeah, you can't, you cannot restrict. This is what I'm saying. The moment you label something, the moment you make an image of something, you have. It's just done, cause nothing stays the same, man. That's why the Bible, the whole book refutes itself, because the whole book is uh, there is is images. The whole book, unless, I mean, <laughs> this is what I'm saying. You cannot turn anything into an image. It's like how can you confine sound in an image? It's like taking in, in the Little Mermaid, like Ursula taking her voice. The moment you label something, it's it's trapped. Anyways. Buddhist visual that's that's apparently also there's another theory out there that says it was probably maybe the um, the printing press and all these books and reading and all this shit might have been the cause of all these mental health issues we have modern day people because of this apparently reading might have caused it caused schizophrenia but anyways that's a that's another topic i guess um hmm. buddhist visuality is informed but not bound to scriptural sources it is a constructive rather than a derivative medium that can produce narratives as well as reflect them. In the long journey from India to China to Japan, the topos of Raset Sukoku passed from one narrative context to another. A relocation in both textual and spatial terms. In the geography, in the geography of the Japanese Buddhist imagination, Raset, Raset Sukoku. I'm just gonna start saying Koku from here, from here, and you'll know it's that's that's what I mean. In the geography of the Japanese Buddhist imagination, Koku, the locus classicus of the demonic female, 
retained its mobility. It could be transported to other places and extended to other kinds of social space. Okay, carto cartographic images. In this movement across literary, literary genres and visual media, from Buddhist tale literature to the art of the Lotus Sutra, the land of demon woman entered the corpus of Japanese cartography. On maps of Japan dating from the early 14th through the late 8th, 18th century, Koku was depicted, named, and described along the southern boundary of the archipelago. At once marking and exceeding the border of the map itself, Koku set the margins of visibility, the frame in which identity could be imagined, what Ronald Toby has referred to as the boundary conditions setting what was beyond the limits of Japan. Koku appears in the earliest Japanese maps of Japan, known as Gyoki-style maps, Gyokizu or Gyokishiki Nihonzu. Because of the ascription of this cartography to the legendary Nara period monk, the association with Gyoki, however, seems to have developed within the culture of esoteric Buddhism many centuries after the monk's time. According to the 14th century Tendai source, Keiran Shuyoshu, Shuyoshu, the Bodhisattva Gyoki traveled around Japan and determined the boundaries of the country. At that time, he drew what he saw the shape of the country as a one-pointed Vajra. As the outer form of the country was given a Buddhist reading, so too were its internal structures. Our country of the Great Japan is divided into five provinces and seven major roads. It is also patterned after the nine-level Pure Land, which like the nine stories of a castle, denote the nine divisions of the diamond mandala. The fivefold division of the provinces denotes the dharma nature of the five great elements in the womb mandala. The seven roads are the seven forms of consciousness of perfect enlightenment producing the subtle attainment of non-duality. And what may be on what on what may be the earliest example of such a map koku defines the southernmost land of this buddhist cartography the map dated 1305 and belonging to the shingon ritsu temple shomyoji is incomplete only the section depicting the western half of japan has been preserved and the archipelago that remains <coughs> honshu kyushu and shikoku is oriented to the south and encircled by the body of a dragon, a serpentine boundary that protects and distinguishes the country from six foreign lands that surround it. Along the southern edge of the map is an un undulating coastline labeled Rasetsu Koku and, an and annotated women here who come here never return. Five other landforms complete the frame orienting and defining Japan both spatially and culturally. 
in the southwest corner lies the great island of the Ryukyu, Ryukyu country whose inhabitants have the bodies of humans and the heads of birds shamans protruding from the map's western edge are the 366 provinces of land of the tang filling the northwest corner of the map or it could just be the totem sign for that group of people was the bird or some sort of a bird I'm assuming filling the northwest corner of the map is the country of the Mongols described as a country larger than the Tang with some 800 provinces 800 goddamn another shoreline along the map's northern edge is labeled the 566 provinces of Shila and Gando land where there is a castle but no people it's talking about Korea Shila is Korea all right the 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 Ryukyu Islands the Chinese continent and the Korean Peninsula are the border are the borderlands that one would expect to find in a Japanese cartography of cultural difference the presence and the threatening size of Mongolia Suggests that the map may reflect anxieties following the attempted Mongol invasions of the late 13th century. But how did the land of demon women, which in the Buddhist tradition has always been identified with Lanka, the island south of Jambudvipa, come to be represented as an island south of Japan? This is what I'm saying. I feel like... Th th I feel like... A lot of history and these stories happened on the east, but just got transported to the west, or labeled as as if taking place in the in more west. I don't know, man. Something, something. Anyways, because the the winners write history, so you know. If you can't figure out your history, then you can't figure out who you are, so I don't know. A clue may perhaps be found in another passage from the Keran Shuyoshu, one of the many examples of the text's integration of shrine traditions and Buddhist teachings. The great country of Japan is the island that was formed when the brine from the heavenly spear fell into the seas of Jambudvipa. Yo, this is talking about lightning. This is talking about, we read this thing in the, the something serpent shamans of the Ainu. They had the same imagery. And then, and then Satan fell from heaven like a lightning bolt. Harry Potter. <laughs> Yo, this is, this, this is what I'm saying, man. The great country of Japan is the island that was formed when the brine from the heavenly spear Brian Assault, Heavenly Spear, Lightning, Volcano, fell into the seas of, okay, the country of Japan is Kamara, Shamara, one of the two islands south of Jambudvipa. Jambudvipa, Jambudvipa, Jambudvipa. According to the 
Abhidharmakosa. This island is inhabited by Rakshasi. But in truth, the Rakshasi are Amaterasu, the deity of the Ise shrine, who is the manifestation of Dainichi. Dainichi. Sounds like Da Vinci. <laughs> anyway. The Kiran Shuyoshu has here combined the ancient cosmogony of the Kojiki and Nihon Shoki with the Buddhist cosmology of Vasubandhu's Abhidharma Kosa Bhasya. Jeez. A 5th century compendium of the scholastic traditions of the Sarva, Sarvastivada school. You know, one thing with Sanskrit is I've noticed is like these words are kind of long, but they are very phonetically um, easily broken up. And made, that made me think of spelling bee. And it's kind of interesting that most of these Indian kids are good at these spelling bees, which is interesting because Sanskrit is literally like <laughs> spelling bee. Alright, um, it's about sound because sound is consciousness. <laughs> okay, like the Jataka discussed above, the Abhidharma Kosa describes the Island southeast of Jambudvipa, as originally inhabited by Rakshasi. Yet, Raset Sukoku is represented on the Shomu Yoji map, not as Japan, but rather as an island to Japan's south. It is depicted as such in the same location and often with the same annotation for a period of nearly 500 years. That sounds like the Joseon dynasty in Korea ruled for around 500 years. Hmm. Its presence, however, is always incomplete. A single line tracing a partial shore. Although an island, it is never shown in its entirety. Also interesting is apparently when Japan took over Korea they took a lot of Korea's own uh, way of viewing itself in its you know stories and, and whatever to make itself look good basically apparently Japan took a lot of those things and just you know basically appropriated it and made it about Japan so it's interesting. You have you have to look at all these different timelines, and we're all right. So let's see. Japan mm. South. It is depicted as such in the five hundred. Okay, it is presence. Okay, although an island, it is never shown in its entirety. It composes one side of the frame that allows for the cartographic totality and centrality of Japan, but also suggests and and oneric horizon inviting excursions of the imagination to realms located necessarily beyond the known 
yeah it could totally be just like the spirit realm you know so you can't go there on a real boat not like parts of the Caribbean alright um, which is funny because us watching that movie when that ship disappears into the horizon and flips over onto into this other realm basically how that happened was by using our minds <laughs> all that took place in our minds that's why we believed it all they're doing is projecting it on the scene on the screen all right Raset Sukoku next appears in Japanese cartography within the hand scroll of five Buddhist maps dated 1402. In the scroll, now in the collection of Harvard University, the archipelago is oriented to the north rather than the south, but the form and location of Koku is otherwise similar to that of the Shomyoji map. An inscription attributes the map's origin to the Bodhisattva Gyoki, Goku and contains the earliest example of a passage that is to be found on nearly all later maps of this style. The shape of the country is like the tip of a one-pointed Vajra. Because of this, Buddhism continues to flourish. Hold up. Let me look up what Vajra is. I think I know what it is, but let me just make sure. Vajra. Yeah, so... See, this is what I'm saying, man. Vajra is a ritual weapon symbolizing the properties of a diamond, indestructibility, and a thunderbolt, irresistible force. The Vajra is a type of club with a ribbed spherical head. Mm, the ribs may meet in a ball-shaped top, or they may be separate and end in sharp points which to stab with, with which to stab. It, in the Bible, it talks about God ruling with an iron scepter. God, iron scepter. You see, you see what happens with a uh, bad. Look, Revelation two twenty seven. That one will rule them with an iron scepter and will dash them to pieces like pottery. <laughs> Let's talk about probably a Vajra. All right. Um. Okay, where was I? Where was I? Okay. Okay. So, because of this, Buddhism continues to flourish. The shape is also like that of a wish-fulfilling jewel, Hoju. Therefore, the country is blessed with such rare treasures as gold, silver, copper, and iron, and the five grains ripen in abundance. The four other maps included in the hand scroll situate Japan within an increasingly expansive Buddhist cosmology. Following the map of Japan is another labeled a map of India according to the Bodhisattva Vasubandhu. Portraying the continent of Jambudvipa. 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 As described in the Abhidharma Kosa. 
yeah. The next map in the scroll is a diagram of Lake Anavatapat. Anavatapta. The mythic lake at the center of the continent encircled by four great rivers. Following this illustration is a plan of Mount Sumeru and its surrounding mountain ranges and seas with the four continents in each of the cardinal directions. Okay, motherfucking, what the fuck is up with this story and everybody having the same symbology? Fucking, I'm, this, is, this is basically a volcano, okay? Mount Sumeru, Mount Meru, Semeru, M Mount uh, Mu, I think, Mu. It's, this is all a fucking volcano. This fucking symbol is everywhere, man. I'm I'm gonna figure out what this fucking mountain is, or if or if it's just if I don't know. I don't know because look, they say all of us right now, modern humans, descended from a group of five to six thousand people. Now, if all these people originated from let's say one area then yeah everything makes sense we all are cousins and we all that's why we have all these similarities in all our shit so then we have to figure out well then i don't know i don't know if it's like i don't know if we all kind of anyways um, where was I? Okay, encircled by the great rivers. Following this illustration is a plan of Mount Sumeru and its surrounding mountain ranges and seas with the four continents in each of the cardinal directions. The last illustration, taking up the majority of the scroll, is a drawing of the Ab. Abhi Dharmakosa's entire Mount Sumeru centered cosmology, extending from the eight hot hells below Jambudvipa to the three realms of desire, form, and formlessness above Mount Sumeru. The scroll thus begins from Japan, underscored by Rasetsukoku, and then expands the frame of vision with each successive map to place the country within the continent, the world. And the universe of a larger Buddhist order. The third map to include Rasetsukoku is dated circa 1557 and belongs to the Nara Aritsu Temple Tosho Daiji. Its very title, Nan Sen Bushu Dai Nihon Shotuzu, the Orthodox map of Great Japan on the continent of Jambudvipa articulates Japan's position within a classical Buddhist geography. An inscription similar to the one on the Harvard map ascribes the cartography to the Bodhisattva Gyoki and includes the description of the country as both a one-pointed Vajra and a wish-fulfilling jewel. Rasetsukoku is also glossed with the familiar phrase 
there are women here. Men who travel here do not return. <laughs> the presence and description of Rasetsukoku was soon standardized when the Nansen Bushu Dainihon Shotuzu was published as a woodblock print in 1598. Oh yeah, another thing about who invented the first uh, printing technology was Korea, not Germany. That's what I'm saying. A lot of things are popping up, similarities with Germany and Korea. Alright. This cartographic vision even appeared in 16th century Europe. A map of Japan copied out in a European hand, now in the Archivio di Stato in Florence, preserves Rasetsukoku as the southern extremity of the realm. The island is, is described in Portuguese as follows. Uh, there are no men here, only women. Men who come here never return because the women kill them. Huh, interesting. There's a Portuguese saying. The map was most likely produced in association with the 1582 voyage of four baptized sons of Kyushu Daimyo who accompanied Portuguese Jesuits to Portugal, Spain, and Italy. Yes, also the Jesuits are definitely involved with the way the world is running right now. Um, the Japanese delegation returned from Europe with maps quite different from the one they left behind, including a first edition of Abraham Ortelius' 1570 World Atlas, the Theatrum Orbis Terrarum. Yo, that sounds interesting. This guy... Did a world atlas back in 1570. Ortelius's atlas was one of the sources for large format European style world maps painted in Japan on six fold screens from the 1590s to the 1640s. Many of these were produced as sets in which a world map depicted according to European cartographic conventions was paired with a map of the archipelago following Japan's Buddhist cart cartographic traditions. There remains an uneasy balance of worldviews in these paired screens. While the European-style world maps are often entitled in Latin, uh, Typus Orbis Terrarum, the screens of Japan, like the maps of 1557 and 1598, often bear the title Nasenbushu Dainihon Shotuzu, together with the inscription that describes the country as both Vajra and Jewel. In one such pair, circa 1625, in the Tokyo National Museum, Rasasukoku is identified by a rectangular cartouche bearing the descriptive notation first set on the Shom. Yoji map of 1305. Rasat Sukoku. Women here, men who travel here never return. Same thing, man. But why do they always. Okay. Let me see. Where are we at? Um. Let's see. 
Elite, uh, mm, I'll do a little more. Okay, Lands of Women, the Nihon Dai Hendo Zoo, published in 1685 by Hangia Jiromon, is in many ways similar to these other late 17th century examples. Rasset Sukoku is depicted as a partial coastline due south of Ki province with the same protruding peninsula that first appeared in the Fusokoku Nozu. The landform, however, is given an additional name. Just to the left of the characters of Koku is another label, Nyoshima, known also as Nyogo Noshima. This island derives from the from a pre-Buddhist Chinese tradition of a land of women that dates back to two than two millennia. Were these the Amazons? Okay, although it enjoys a literary history at least as ancient as that of Rasatsukoku, Nurenguo belongs to a different textual tradition. It first appears among the fantastic lands of the Shanhaijing classic of mountains and seas compiled between the 4th and the 1st century BCE that's what I'm saying man these f on the east they had like all these long ass texts of all kinds of shit back then man the terse entry in the Shanhaijing states only that the land of women lies north of the land of Shaman Xi'an Two women dwell here in the water which surrounds them. Or is this talking about volcanoes? Like lava song. Guo Pu, in his early 4th century CE commentary on the Shanhaijing, adds that the women become pregnant by bathing in a yellow lake and notes that any boy born to them would die soon after his third year. Yellow Lake Sulfur, the mid fifth century Hu Hanshu, history of the later Han, explains that the women become pregnant by looking at their reflection in a divine well. Hmm. The treatise on the Eastern Yi Barbar Barbarians in the Wei Shu, history of the Wei dynasty of 554 also mentions a land in the sea northeast of the Korean, Korean peninsula inhabited entirely by women as I'm saying shamanesses man I even did a the episode on matriar matrilineal societies where women would rape men mm -hmm. alright um Tired by women, Zhuanzang's 7th century record of the western regions, the text that introduced Rasat Sukoku into Japanese geography, mentions two other lands of women as well. One southwest of Persia is the western women's country, which is an island. In it, there are only female inhabitants without a single male. The other, south of Khotan, is known as the eastern women's country women's country as it is ruled from generation to generation by a woman yeah for all the feminists out there 
this this is nothing new feminism is nothing new in the west maybe in the east women have been ruling for this is what i'm saying in the east women were queens ruling motherfucking empires The land of women does not appear in Japanese maps of the archipelago before the late 17th century, yet it is found on earlier maps of Japan produced on the Korean, Korean peninsula. The earliest Korean world map, the Honil Kangni Yokte Kukdochi To, map of integrated lands and regions of historical countries and capitals, or Kangnido was completed in 1402 and the oldest copy dated to around 1470 is housed in the collection of the Ryukoku University Library. The form of the Japanese archipelago was supplied according to the map's preface by a Japanese map that had been presented to the Korean envoy Pak Tonji by the governor Pishu Minamoto Mitsusuke. Although the land of women is not to be found on the Roikoku copy, Rasetsukoku is depicted as a small, elongated island to Japan's south. In a later version of the Kangnido, Kangnido however, in the collection of Honkoji in Shimba, Shimabara, Rasetsukoku has migrated further southwest and is now joined by another smaller island labeled Land of Women in the sea just off of the Isu, Izu Peninsula. Both the Land of Women and Rasetsukoku are also found on the earliest known printed map of Japan, again Korean, included in the 1471 text Hedong Cheguki. Did you hear this part? Okay, both the land of women are also found in on the earliest known printed map of Japan. Again, Korean. Wonder why? Hmm? These Japanese even took everything from Korea. Included in the 1471 text, Hedong Cheguki. And these cocksuckers won't even say sorry for the... They won't even apologize for the shit they did with the... The comfort, the Korean comfort women, man. All these cocksuckers, man. All these strong ass men, tough men, man. Fuck tards, man. Can't even, can't even. To fuck off, man. The Chronicle of the Countries of the Eastern Seas, compiled by the Korean statesman Sin Sukchu. I have to look this guy up now. His first name is S I N, literally Sin. Land of Women is here situated southwest of the coast of Mutsu province and beyond it lies Rasetsukoku which the map labels as populated by man-eating demons. The distances well you know what I'm not worried man. What goes around comes around. You cannot cheat energy. Okay. I'm not worried. I ain't tripping man. All, all you fucktards out there who benefited and profited off of other people's misery poor people who could not defend themselves all you fucktards are gonna burn in hell i promise you i will take you down there myself man i will hold your hand starting with the pope i will hold his hand and walk him down straight to have to hell sorry not heaven hell <laughs> and i will take the devil's hand and the pope's hand 
I will join them together. I'll be like, here you go, devil. <laughs> Here's the biggest catch. I got the biggest fish of them all, man. The Pope himself. There you go. All you cocksuckers who who benefited, made money off of the misery and suffering of other poor people, children, women, mothers, old people. I will take you, your souls, personally down to hell. Straight to the devil himself. Don't worry. What goes around comes around. You cannot cheat energy. So I'm not worried, bro. I'm not worried. The distances between these islands and the mainland are noted in some detail. Beneath the characters uh, for Mutsu is written, It is 70 ri from here to the capital and 70 ri to Rasetsukoku. The land of women which lies between Koku and the mainland is located with a similar degree of specific specificity. Distance to Mutsu 13 ri. Descriptions and images of the inhabitants of the land of women that appeared in Japanese texts were similarly based on continental sources, and in particular on the Chinese encyclopedic tradition that flourished in the early 17th century. You don't even know what hell is. You have no idea. <laughs> oh, you're gonna have a blast. Don't worry about it. You gonna have a blast. Okay, the San Haijing, which had first mentioned this realm before the Common Era, was published in an illustrated woodblock edition in 1597, in which the land of women was represented by an image of two scantily clad figures standing in a pool of water. Yeah, this is like the fucking Renaissance, the Venus, the goddess paintings. All fucking stolen, man. It's all good, man. I don't care, man. Keep it, man. Keep it, man. You fucking material-loving cocksuckers. You fucking traded your soul for gold. Fuck it. Fuck it. Alright. Another Ming encyclopedia. Wang Chi's 60-volume Sankai Tuhui of 1610 illustrates the reference from the Hu Hanshu with a group of naked women gazing into a well. The entry explains, The land of women is in the southeastern seas. The water flows to the east. Lotus flowers one foot across bloom once a year and the peaches have stones two feet long. Long ago, a ship drifted there, and the women gathered together and carried the ship off. The sailors were all close to death, but a clever man among them stole the boat back at night, and they were able to escape. The women conceived children by exposing their genitals to the south wind. According to, the other, according to others, the women become pregnant by looking at their reflection in a well. Mary? Jesus? What? The description from the Sankai Tuhui seems to be playing like the twice-named island of the Nihon Daihenduzu on two hitherto distinct textual topoi, the demonic snare of Rasetsukoku and the erotic diver diversion of Nurenguo. 
The account of shipwrecked sailors who narrowly escaped their female keepers by the wits of a single man recalls the Indian Jataka, while the details of the inhabitants' Aeolian and narcissistic modes of conception anticipates the ethnographic exotica of later East Asian geographies. This conflation of the two traditions may thus have first occurred in the Chinese encyclopedic literature, but we should also be careful not to ascribe the double nature of such islands of women simply to Chinese influence. From Rasset Sukoku's earliest Indian elaborations, pleasure and danger together constituted the lure of the foreign. The imagery and explanations of the land of women found in the blah 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 you know what I'm done you guys can read it if you want um, I just think it's interesting that well I'm gonna try to figure out what this is all talking about if if let's say this is um, the spirit world and these people have literally mapped out the spirit world which basically lies on top of the actual physical world maybe I don't know who knows hmm but basically this is interesting cuz I'm gonna look into history is fucked up man sometimes if if, if you anyways Alright, have a good one. Peace.